I will never forget the beige balloon arch that somebody put up for their child's first birthday. <laughs> How's it going? Loud. Sorry, Hello. Do you want me Hi. to be less loud? No, it's perfect. It's okay. perfect. I'm Flat Stanley. You are Flat Stanley. I'm are Cool you Flat Stanley? Stanley. No, I'm not. I'm not. It's perfect. It sounds great. Were you just playing your dice game? No, I was looking um, at the articles that I pulled up for oh, last time about excellent. Sad Beige Everything. There's Thank some you. Interesting discourse to be had. What's that song? Play, Paint It Black? By, yes. uh, yeah, Paint Beige. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, that. Also, before you say anything, before you what? say a single thing, I want you to know I have made it through Trench. How many times did we listen through Trench? A billion fucking times. How many times have we listened to Nosebleeds? A billion fucking times. How many times have we listened to, I don't know, pick your other hyperfixation album? If I want to wear my jacket <laughs> in more than one episode, I think I think I deserve a little, just give me some, a little. Fair enough. Janice et no, no, take it back. He knows that that's the wrong way to say it. I've said it wrong so many times now. I, I don't is, actually know how to fear. say it. This is why I don't like when you also, pronounce things incorrectly and also, as a joke. also, one time, we did one time, I went, oh, crap. <laughs> and now, and now it works. Which I'm also like, is like, stop. it's like a thing from like fucking 2015. I don't give a shit. Were, <laughs> I don't give a shit. And for some reason, we revived it in 2023. I would also say... What? I think we are both still so very much undecided. And you don't think they'd ever sponsor us, right? Because they don't do sponsors. Love sack. Oh, I don't know. So we desperately needed a new couch. Yeah. Desperately. Like we were at our wits ends. Are we undecided about the new couch? Because I've we're decided. Not, we're undecided about the process in which <laughs> oh. you. So let's just say capitalism really popped off because we have had some very mixed feelings. Yeah. So first of all, we were in the market for a new couch. Yeah. We had a little a little cash to spend because we're like, we're tired of buying the ones that just get well yes that's the thing is that we didn't necessarily have cash to spend so uh, much as we did just like put it on the credit well and we got tired of like buying a shitty couch from sam levitz or ashley <sighs> furniture yeah having it for a year and a half and, and being like being, this is literally fucking unlivable it was actually hurting I, our necks i cannot sit on this couch like yeah. by the end of the night we would watch one episode of married at first sight and by Granted, the end of the episode we're both like doing this oh man <laughs> i've spent our so backs many. hurt so bad yeah Ugh. we're both sitting like that at the end of the night and yeah. so we i found that subreddit called buy it for life oh yes 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 and i was like okay surely these people have a good inroad about finding it's a Reddit, couch of course that like will stay in the test of time because also i think this is another thing um shout out to all of my other plus size friends here um that people really don't talk about finding oh. furniture as a plus size person because you're heavier and so you're going to wear out furniture faster yes so like we rotate the cushions on our couch and whatever to try to like even the wear one. yeah <sighs> But um, that's like the other issue that's like the sort yeah. of elephant in the room um, is that it's like impossible, I feel like, to yes. find a review about furniture that's like, I am also a fellow fatty and like yeah. these cushions after a year don't feel like paper thin, you know? Um, so I was looking at that subreddit to try to find something that would last like the test of time. Yeah. And they mentioned that Love Sack, the, the beanbag people. We thought people, they were the beanbag people. <laughs> they make sectionals yeah. that are like modular and very customizable and apparently really cool. Yeah. So we, oddly enough, there's a showroom here in Tucson. 
So we went to the showroom, the yeah, and like it all just happened so fast. And it, we, we love the couch, honestly, too. <laughs> I do also, really love the couch. Crazy how customizable and like it's modular, yeah, yeah. modular. I, okay, but also no, can we talk about like the say- fact? No, I know, but can we talk about the fact that a lot of people market their sectionals as being modular when they're actually fucking not? These ones are actually modular. You can literally turn the seats sideways, and the couch still clamps together. We've made a U with a yeah. little. Uh, like a we made a penis shape I just realized no we didn't our couch is a penis shape no it's not kind well I guess because there's more because no, there's like some it kind of is. is fuck but either way it doesn't matter it's a good sitting situation because the seats are like sort of rectangled right yes where they're slightly wider than they are long yeah but because the arms come off, the back comes off, um, and, and the, the feet sh- come off. Yeah. So we took the cushions and we rotated them so that they're like deeper than they yeah. are wide for the two in on the side. And then the middle one is like still yes. shallow. And then we bought an ottoman that we also put at the end. So we have like this sort of, yes. it's like a, it's, it's shaped like a, it's shaped like a penis. It's shaped like a penis. I like it though. It's really I comfortable. Love it. I love it. I'm obsessed with our new couch. But however, capitalism you have to yeah. assemble the whole fucking thing. The whole thing. And I can't Mickey decide. can't help. Yeah. Well, you, we did. You did help a lot more than I, I thought you would be able I did to. My best. But also, this also could be because we chose polyester. Yeah. And we chose so, all the cheapest options. Not necessarily because we were being cheap. Although, to be fair, those couches are expensive as fuck. Yeah. Black Friday um, shout out. But also because they were genuinely the most comfortable material. And also too, because you can swap out the covers. Yeah. When I tell you these covers... Like it does not look like you you put a, a sort of like corduroy. sofa cover. It is sort of like corduroy. Yeah, but you have to velcro it at the bottom, and I have destroyed yeah, your little my fingers. the fronts of my hands because you from have to like r- grab, grab it and, and then like velcro pull it. it. Yeah, and so you but end they up fit like rotating. so perfectly. They're very, which snug. is good. They're great. The quality is awesome. Yeah. I have no complaints otherwise. But I'm like, oh, how long? So like, what, 12, 11 boxes showed up to the house. <laughs> and we're yeah. Like, how long could this take to put together a couch? Like an hour? Like it's a couch. You uh, just snap it together, right? Four hours later. No. Um. Also, like, it took forever. The guy in the video, I know for a fact they gave him worn <laughs> in, worn old out. ass cushions. I was sitting loose. there having to like. <laughs> you were literally jumping on top of the couch cushions but at damn one point. if those cushions aren't firm they're pretty comfortable damn. also thinking about it too now because we did get the firmer ones i bet it does make it more difficult to get that stuff wrapped oh it definitely does yeah also because we chose essentially corduroy covers <sighs> that aren't particularly flexible i have a feeling if we had chosen like the velvet yeah, or something else that give. had a little more like stretch to it so then it probably would have been fine but that's our you know, it is what it is yeah but yeah, we did. I'm kind of stuck. I'm like oscillating between how happy I am that the couch is like well and truly customizable in every aspect. Of course. And so when you assemble it, like you're putting all of these different options together that you've chosen because you get to choose that yes. many things. And also feeling like this is a scam because they it's essentially like drop shipping a couch yeah. and then we have to fucking assemble it. They like, green chefed us our couch. Literally. Like, they said, congratulations, you get to clock in after yeah. you've already spent an ungodly amount of money on this couch. Ugh. Congratulations. Also, you need so much surface area to put it together. Like Our why living room was packed. Oh, so and we had the Christmas tree out and the dogs were barking also, again, and I was so stressed. I cannot believe I moved that couch again by myself. Our you, old he couch. put our whole old sofa in the car by himself. We don't With own a dolly, truck either. To be fair. We did use a dolly and you were very helpful in the Yeah, I really did. You did my the best. part that you needed I to. I feel so bad. No. I have such a hard time not being like I know. part of the team. You are part of the team though though. Don't ever think No, you're I not. know that. Thank you. That's yeah, very sweet. I'm dead serious. But I just I feel so much guilt about not being t- like because normally if we move stuff or whatever, oh. I'm like, here we go. Like a guy. You are not I, we always <laughs> we always make we always make this observation in that like yeah. when 
uh, you get a flat tire. Yeah. And so generally, uh, societally speaking, the, joke, the, the man. Yeah, the joke is that the wife like does this yes. while the husband's changing and the tire. That is, I, let me tell you right now, that is not Mickey. No. I will. That's going on if your anything, headstone. Like, like, you're doing it wrong. Did not did have I her hands it? on her hips the whole time we were married. That's what I would say. Yeah, no, I really That's try not really- to. No, I want don't. us to feel like a team. We are. It's not even because I'm like trying to be. It's because it's, sometimes it's like a pick me thing too that people do this where they're like, "I'm one of the guys," and like I'm not trying to oh, do that. Yes. I just really genuinely feel strongly that like, yeah, I never want you to feel alone no, or like I don't. like I'm not participating mm-hmm. in stuff because like we made the decision to buy a couch together. Yes. So I don't want to be like, I bought it, put it together, and I'll be yes. back. Like that's so rude. Uh, also, you know? um, I mean, that's like why the Christmas lights. Because I've thought about doing the Christmas mm-hmm. lights too. Oh, our we have to talk about our winter wonderland. <gasps> you you have to share. You have to put pictures in the Discord. I, I don't know how I feel about showing pictures of our house. Oh, fuck, just the ceiling. Okay, that's fair. I'm oh, just such a weirdo about our house. And I'm we're very private about it. I didn't. I forgot to tell everyone. We have another announcement. Um, this coming. This just is coming in right now from the the <laughs> studio. Um, we're actually a putts family now. <laughs> Um, yeah, people this just don't know, People don't know what putts okay, is. Okay, so to I that. think apparently, from the short research I did to try to figure out why the word putts is there, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Uh, originally like a German tradition to make mm-hmm. cardboard houses that you would decorate during the holidays. Sure. I believe. I think that's what I read. It was a long time ago now, but I surprised Mickey for her birthday yeah. with a big, giant, beautiful putts. Oh, it's so it's cool. A big, it's like I'll the, put pictures of that in for sure. It's the um, like old ceramic lit up It's the animated holiday. Christmas village thing. Yes. And so it's got a little train. Yes. You got little kids. And, and there's you got a the Christmas cocoa tree. cups. The I cocoa love the cocoa cups. cups. Oh, the sounds. I'm obsessed with them. The sounds, the sounds are crazy. Oh, though. they're cursed. I'll have to put. Spin a... me faster. <laughs> faster, faster. I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I'll put a video of it oh. on the Discord. No, but he says, my tummy oh, hurts. Yes. The way that he, like the way that the voices are, like I want to know who had to voice oh, act me those too. phrases. Me too. But yeah, so we're like obsessed with animated Christmas villages now. Oh, they're so good. And We've decorated the shit out of our inside yes. house. It's like we're it's like a winter mullet. winter wonderland. Or we're like a, yeah, house business up front, party on the inside. Yeah, I know it really is. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, I get this question a fair amount, actually, that people think I really like Halloween. They're like, Halloween's my favorite holiday, which I do. I do really like Halloween. Yeah. But Christmas is far oh, and away my favorite absolutely. holiday. I love the lights. I love all of the, the like color? holly jolly. And also, I'm just a cozy bitch. You are a cozy I love bitch. when it's like chilly and you can like curl yeah. up with a blanket. I've been drinking hot cocoa because I, I can't have say, caffeine or we, alcohol uh, right now. So We don't have a Days Without Incident. We have a Days Without Hot Cocoa <laughs> Conrad or Cow Literally, I'm a Christmas Thankfully, elf. Thankfully, it's at zero. I sit in our house with hot cocoa, watching my little TV oh, shows yes. and like now underneath our twinkly couch? lights. Yeah, I am genuinely a Christmas elf and I'm really enjoying my you, best Your life. surgery really put into focus how shitty our old couch was. Yes. That needed to change. That Was, was that not the first thing that I said when I, I sat on the couch? I was like, damn, I could have done some really good surgery recovery on this couch yeah you did actually that was the first thing you said and then we had to rearrange our whole living room because we were sitting there watching recovery. married at first sight because we'd watch like two episodes in a row which is like six hours of tv obviously because you know we sit and pause and stop <laughs> every time um i just want you guys to know like if you think like mickey puts on a show or is a different person or like acts differently when she streams like so this is um <laughs> i i bore we Aaron are this, also no we do together too i'm just as bad if i might i might even be worse sometimes i'd be nitpicky as fuck we rip shows apart when i we don't watch think them. i don't think y'all realize that that we could be meaner yes and people are really thankful yes. like i know yeah. i think this whole process though like 
like one day oh, of sitting yeah. on that couch watching TV. No, and I was legitimately. Like, We're getting a new couch. I can't yes. do this. Like, we absolutely cannot do yeah. this. I didn't realize the new couch is so comfy though. I sat on it and played Zelda yesterday for like yeah. literally three and a half I hours, know. and I my neck or, or back didn't hurt at all. I think it's so funny. Immediately after we play or finish Baldur's, you're ready to get back into because I hyper fixate. I know it's hard. I don't know if this is just us or like I feel like it's hard to play like multiple games mm-hmm. at the same time. Is that weird? Yes. Is that like a normal? I feel normal like. Thing? I don't know. I feel like that'll probably run the game. I think it's probably a, a shared experience having a hard time playing multiple things. Yeah. But I could very much see people also like jumping around from Because sometimes to thing. I have periods of time where like I want to do like eight different things. Yes. And then sometimes it's like hyper focused. Yeah. Like I feel yeah. like I know nothing but fine dining, breathing in Baldur's Gate for the last like <laughs> yeah. however, however when it came out. But I think the thing about it too is that Baldur's is like so big. It's very like Absolutely. open world and like it reminds me of Skyrim in that way where there's yeah. just an infinite amount of shit. Well, for I don't you feel like you're like doing the same. It's not like the same yes. shit over and over. That's the thing. Over. Like no two playthroughs are ever going to be exactly Absolutely. the same. So it's just like like a whole world of shit to discover. You like don't get of bored of it. No, honestly. I don't. I know. After we finished I it, it, after we finished, I was like, all right, you ready for your dark urge playthrough? Yes. It's so hard to be evil in that game. Oh, I, it's yeah. so hard. I, we're going to have to like really support each other. No. Through it. Speaking of being evil. Yeah. Our evil capitalist overlords have uh, taken color from us. That's what and we're talking And we are on a mission today. to get it back into are the we? homes of people. Are we? I don't know, but I really selling home decor. Honestly, I honestly like I just don't understand why we have to try so fucking hard to get like just like even a little bit, just not beige and white. Yes. Like everything doesn't need to look like Kim Kardashian's house. Also, like it doesn't it it shouldn't. It shouldn't because Because Kim Kardashian doesn't fucking live there. No. She also I love that her sisters give her shit about her. Also, can we just talk about this whole season (laughs) is just Kim saying, hey, I need to do less stuff. Hey, so by the way, I'm I'm busy as fuck again. I'm like literally sleep depriving herself. And she's like, "Ah, literally, you know, it's it's. Really like, shut up you already won capitalism like <laughs> shut the fuck up like the, the each and every that, one like, of them really cracks me up too is that these people have enough money to just like hide from the rest of the world and live in a beautifully appointed home homes with their homes. kids yeah they could travel from vacation every home to day. vacation home and spend the most amount of quality time with their kids and their family that they wanted to and for all of the like yamming on that we do about how important family yes. is and all of this stuff like we seem to be prioritizing anything but family anything and but. our loved ones above yes. <laughs> um above work like i just don't i don't understand. understand i will be so curious once chris passes away oh. if like all the kids are just like all right we're done deuces see you later good, like yeah good luck you're like, be waiting a long time or well yeah no no chris doubt. kardashian is never gonna die um but like are they gonna carry on the family legacy of like doing the most all the time at all points because it seems like honestly especially this last season I, I can never to. tell what their angle is too yeah but like it does really seem like chris is just like okay you guys are doing this you guys are doing that yeah. like always constantly i would love to analyze kim kardashian's birth chart because i feel like there's just a whole treasure trove of information there has to be people have done it before but it feels a little invasive it does feel a little invasive yeah anyways back to our original topic at hand yeah so we're talking about the sad beige everything thing today it's a thing because while i was uh stuck at home during surgery recovery and i was at work um i had nothing to do so I watch everything that there is to watch, but not just the home renovation shows. I literally watched like everything, baby. Like I maybe like you really did. not everything. I don't really like dramas or like scripted TV everything shows. Everything that's like reality, home, yes, cooking. everything that's like cooking, home, reality, dating, reality TV. Other than stuff I knew I was saving for the stream. Yes, I have watched it all. I've watched movies. I watched Lindsay Lohan's Christmas movie from last 
Fisher. Highly recommend, by the way, if you're into like cringy Christmas <laughs> We need to movies. watch that still. It yeah, great. I need to watch that. But so I have ma- made my way through almost every home reno show on Netflix yeah. and Hulu combined. And I ended up... <laughs> I just realized I'm doing it again. I ended up watching this show called Dream Home Makeover. Yes. Is that that with the couple? Yes. Oh, my God, you guys. I really considered doing a reaction to that show on the channel. Because you mean like in a a home renovation show? What do you mean? What reactions would there be to be had? Exactly. This couple, um, Sid and Shay are their names. They own a company called Studio McGee, which is a home decor company. Um, They also have a home renovation business where people, she's an interior designer, so people hire her to come renovate their spaces. (laughs) I'm serious, Don't shit on her credentials. Okay, I won't shit on her credentials, but like, go on. I'm going to have a really hard time. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to be such a good a good boy. Uh, <laughs> but so I watched this show and initially I was just like, whatever, right? Like this will be a show for me to have on in the background while I'm doing my sort of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like my opioid naps things. Yeah. Um, if you've ever done surgery recovery, you know what I'm talking about. Where you just like fall asleep because you're on pain meds. Um, and so I'm watching the show and the talking heads that they do where, you know, Susie Smith wants us to renovate her dining room. And so they show a little footage of them talking to Susie Smith, showing the space, blah, 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 the little mock-up thing. And then there's a talking head of them talking to each other, the husband and wife talking to each other about the space. Talking. And the husband will always make like a dad joke or whatever. It's like very Chip and Joanna. You know, They want to be them so badly. Like just go get their skin. He's the bumbling husband guy and she's the smart and like savvy designer lady. Yeah, the like exasperated with my husband thing. Except that it's not at all cute or funny no they're actively fucking antagonistic to each other on camera but then they like they'll do like a dead cut yes they'll like say they're like uh they'll be like you really love drinking orange i'm trying to think or of like the a good- aquarium thing sticks out to me what? where there was a a cutaway in one of the episodes where they were taking their kids to the aquarium oh, yes and sid the husband says something about how like man my idea of fun is just doing anything that the kids want to do like i yes. love spending time with the kids and out of nowhere, first of all, this whole time that the husband, Sid, is talking, Shay, the wife, is like making this face, like sort of oh, rolling her yes. eyes at him. And she calls him out on camera, no hesitation. He's like, that you're lying through your teeth right now. That yes. is the last thing that you ever want to do. And, and he cut. was like, well, and then he was like, well, no, I mean, I, I enjoyed going to the aquarium and then cut to them at the aquarium. It's so awkward and like, I can't tell the production company, like, I don't know. Are, we, are, are they watching their, like, well, do you think do they're they watching think their that final they're being edit? Sweet and endearing. Do they think that that's not like a blinking red light about how contemptuous they are for one another? And I literally remember, I probably have the text too, because I, I got to work and you'd mm-hmm. wa- been watching for like five minutes and you're like, babe, 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 yeah. this couple fucking <laughs> hates each other. And I was like, I was like. You've been watching like, like whatever. five minutes. Like, yeah. how can you possibly like, I was like, you probably got like a weird one off. Like, yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, they're probably just having a weird day. That's fine. And right. Apparently fucking no. not. Episode after episode after episode. So anyways, I became fixated on the show. I was because I am normally not one for the mm-hmm. like bland beige. How could you, know, you be? Aesthetic. How could you be? Hello. Um, so <laughs> normally I don't think I would have watched it or like really paid attention, yeah. but I was enraptured with this show. I watched I had, every moment. I think you finished um, all everything that was on Netflix in one night. Was it two days? I watched all four seasons of that show in two days. It happened so fast. Um, but the, the point that we're making is that I've watched that show and a lot of these other shows. And at a certain point after I finished, like most of what was available on Netflix, I started to get angry yeah. because the thing that I do I'm sure that other people do this too. But when I watch like home decor shows, yeah, I like to Google things because I'm like, oh, this could be like a fun project That's for the our best house. part about dating shows too is like, yes. watch you like, 
I need to know. I need to know. Yes. Or like, like when there's like little exercises on like dating shows or whatever, I'm like, oh, that'd be funny. Like Aaron and I should do that. Right. Yes. Um, and so on home decor shows, what I do is I watch these little renovation things and I start Googling about the company and about the people. And then I'm like, you oh, to. this like project that they're doing is cool. Like I would love to do that in my house. Right. So You've I start looking on from this show. Pinterest and whatever. Well, and that was why I was starting to get angry is because I was like, this is not at all like even in the ballpark of what our. It's not like inspirational. No. It's not like. Aspirational. Like, no. It's not interesting. It's not novel. Well, it's how not do they new. have this many seasons of a show? Like. I don't know. And there's Netflix, no, no shade got... to people who like the sort of beige, like plain aesthetic. Like Hannah and I have talked about this on our pod, by the way. Um, shameless self-promo if you want to listen to the podcast yeah. with Hannah. It's in the description. But there's nothing wrong with liking the sad beige because Hannah really likes the beige, like you plain just like aesthetic. You like the beige. It doesn't have to be the, it's sad when you don't like it, but it can just be beige. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but so there's no shame in liking that. No. But it, my frustration is that you can't escape it. It, it, it's Everything become all consuming. is all yes. beige and neutrals and muted and colors. colorless. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's it, a real it, thing. It's everywhere. I'll put an article in uh, the description. There's a couple that I pulled okay. for this episode, but they talked about how, you know, there's this prevailing fear uh, amongst consumers that color is like disappearing from the world which it, it's not disappearing it has just di- it has left the room well to be clear it's not technically like there is more color in the world now than there ever has been because of the industrial revolution and like okay, especially like with yes. the advent of mass consumerism and mass production and all that stuff but, like buying however <laughs> colorlessness is very much a trend the interior design aspect of things like the commercial part of the world is very much doing this thing where we're stripping brands of their unique identity and color schemes and sort of muting them down all like these large corporations are all doing this thing saturation down well and they're simplifying their logos to be like this simple block text with like very little embellishment dystopian it's very 2d yeah um it's like a minimalist thing that's happening right now but that's leaching its way into interior design. Yeah. One of the articles that I was reading was talking about how this is mostly a prevailing issue in the interior decor realm okay. because capitalism has ruined our ability to like move upward in terms of generational wealth. So now more than ever, people conceptualize the home that they currently live in. If you're lucky enough and privileged enough to even be able to oh, buy wow. a home, um, they conceptualize that as an investment for the future. The the thought process is that I will eventually sell this home to someone else in the hopes of upgrading oh, to another that was, home. That's literally us. And so I can't make yeah. decisions about my interior decor with if it's not going to be good for resale value. Yes. And so that's why we're seeing a lot of like decor and brands and like home fixtures and things like that be like stainless steel, beige, white, brown. It comes in black. Like that's it. Those are the only fucking color options because it's good for resale because it's like a not. It's not. uh, It's not like too personalized. The thing that's so funny about this, though, is that people do this with like like the home flipping thing, which is a lot of like the interior design world too. Give it the because the, the thought treatment. is that like we don't want to put something in here that someone couldn't easily visualize themselves. Of course, personalizing and decorating this right, so we'll make it as plain as possible. This is like a template yeah. for someone else to customize when they buy the home. Except that when you buy the home, you're thinking about the future buyers after you resell yes. it, and so no one ends up customizing no one ever gets to enjoy this template. Anything. So we're all just living in templates. That's like because when we finally decided, we're like, yeah, I think we're probably just gonna be in this house for a long fucking time. Yes, so we're like put all the fucking hooks in the ceiling and then we hung hung, we're putting holes in the wall we're painting everything we're hanging whatever we want like i don't give a fuck anymore we're putting wallpaper up like i want our house to feel like our house yes no for the most that's exactly what we were doing that was like waiting 
Yeah. For the next. The thought was like, if we do move out of this house, I don't want to have to undo all of that. Yes. Right. When we painted the stripe in my office, that was sort of like the first domino. We justified it by saying that it was for the channel. And so that's, (laughs) you know, like we were allowed to paint our house because it's for the channel. Yes. Um, And then we decided to move the channel stuff out of the house. And I was like, but I remember. I like this stripe Same. though and also it was a fuckload of work to oh, paint that, that stripe is not going anywhere the they i want to put so a clause cool. if we ever sell the house <laughs> like you cannot remove this stripe you can't live it here is part of the like house it. now yes so then after i sort of finished that room and i was really mm-hmm. happy with it we did your office we had painted your office already but yeah. we did more like customizing oh, with like yeah. the couch in there and like the plants yeah. and stuff and then the bedroom we did our bedroom dark dark navy it. like oh, what colors it's so good it's like this really deep saturated teal oh it's so it's like good. a really dark saturated teal it sucks color all the light it's like the little deluminator <laughs> no, it yes it's like the deluminator in a good way though um, yeah no and then we have these big it's this gold. fantastic jewel tone yes yeah. with the gold accent shelves yeah they're like octagonal yeah octagonal and we're hanging all of our plants on them yes. yeah and we Beautiful. have like a lot of fun textures and like velvet our everything room, and then in the there. gold the pops yeah. of fresh yeah fresh i hell. love our bedroom i remember um, we, yeah that was like a big Big stepping stone for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we finished the bedroom and then, oh, well, actually we did the maximalist wall in the living room in between because yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a dream of mine for a long time. And now you've got two. I now I have two. Um, we're about to have a third, third one in the living room. We just That's like a frames. maximal pillar. Mm-hmm. Like a. Yeah. It's a very wall. short section of yes. the wall. Still Still counts. But yeah, so I think we did the Maximus wall in between and then, but yeah, so we just sort of gradually stepping stoned our way into like, fuck it all. I just want our house to be fun. And then I painted the the hallway too. That was definitely. Oh yes. I love that. I forget Um, it exists. You just get so used to it. It's crazy. mm -hmm. But yeah. So the, the main frustration that I have though, with the sad beige, everything is that it's become such a trend and such a template because we're all so fixated on this idea of resale value that you can't find anything easily that's like saturated with color or that's a loud print or design or that's like a little bit out there god forbid have some personality yes but also that was the thing that bothered me so much about the little clips of that show that i watched because i would imagine their services are not cheap Mm -mm, mm -mm. i I just looking at their website alone also can we talk about the reviews on their stuff from their website we can get into that in a minute yeah but what what phrase did she say she literally was shopping for this couple yeah and she literally went to the thrift store she called herself a transitional designer because she incorporates things from the thrift store that are vintage (laughs) no listen listen i love a good vintage moment just as much as the next guy however something from the thrift store that was like from 2013 is not vintage right like blue cups not not blue because that would mean that they had any semblance of color it was literally plain stoneware it was like it was like just a grayish white um ceramic bowl and she said wow look at how how designed you are well and also she called them vintage which she had no indication that they were vintage that's like because that's a real thing like being a transitional designer is a real thing and it's actually like a very difficult skill totally because mixing those things together without it feeling like hokey or you know camp yeah yeah like too much for people is like genuinely uh an art form yeah and it's like a difficult thing to hone in each particular case but like just putting one set of bowls from the thrift store in a kitchen as part of the staging by the way it wasn't even part of like the design it's just part of the staging does not mean that that's transitional designing and again i don't want to share on this woman specifically because it's like it's not about her um but i just like this the thing at large this has become like part of the trend like joanna Gaines did this (sighs) with the shiplap 
right? Where like everything had to be rustic, everything had to be farmhouse. So now everything is covered in fucking shiplap. It's all painted white. We've painted over all of the brick in this country. When people paint over so beautiful sad. brick, I know we're. Ah! I don't understand. <laughs> There's we have found one house that is perfect. It looks yeah. like it's out of the seventies. Yeah. Oh. It's like, now it's like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Like fucking that's, see you later. Yeah, that's a and also though, estimate. I'm so thankful it costs so much because hopefully that means someone won't just go in there. <laughs> and yeah. fucking ruin it i will say that's another thing that is killing me on the inside yeah because for those of you who don't know we live in tucson and tucson is actually a very old city a lot of the homes in the center of town in this neighborhood called sam hughes it's like the historic part of tucson Gorgeous. um these homes were built in like the 30s and 40s yeah. you know and so there's a lot of really beautiful homes but also um you know during like the 50s and 60s yeah. there's like original mid-century modern homes with like beam like the wood beam ceilings and these yeah. big huge fucking custom windows and like vaulted like this it's just it's beautiful like when they actually made houses to not like they're not well, like homes. custom yeah. yeah um and i know that mid-century mod is like not everybody's thing that's totally fine um it's our thing but <laughs> it is part of our thing yes um we're sort of like a mesh i think of like maximalism and mid-century mod. yeah but like in the way that like we're like mid-century mod if it was like loud and ugly, like loud and gaudy. That's us, loud and ugly. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But so there's a lot of those homes in the, yeah. the center part of town. And in the last couple of years, because like flipping has become the thing, I've watched so many of these houses turn into like devoid of personality, devoid of their like original characteristics. Like they'll it's gut so the fucking inside of this beautiful mid-century modern home and put like a fucking gigantic kitchen island and a TV the size of Texas and paint over the fireplace and call it a day. These big, giant, ugly fucking chandelier yeah. lights and they're like, we're done. What do you we mean? What, else, what more is there to do? There was an original oven from 1960 in here and we threw it in the dumpster. <sighs> Just like... That works better than anything that's Why? made nowadays. Why probably. are you doing that? And like, I know that everybody's allowed to customize their home. Of like, course. Whatever. That's none of like, my business. But it's mostly my frustration with people is, flipping it. Yeah. yeah. When your intention is to flip it. Because if somebody bought that house and they really loved it and they just wanted the inside to look the way they wanted it yeah. to, right? Like, go off. That's fine. But like, all of them are this way. Yeah. Like, it's happening to all of them now. I always wonder too, like, because I know, like, with the uh, like online shopping and stuff, of course, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. so stores don't carry things. Mm -hmm. But also, I'm like, is that just us in our area? Because you said yes. Hannah said. Um, yeah, Hannah has a little bit more luck with finding colorful things because she lives near Seattle. Yeah. She lives in Washington State, which is like certainly a more progressive Arizona's state than Arizona. Gray, gray landscape. But also the, the city that we live in, there's a giant military base here. Yeah. Um, and granted, there's like a large college here. Um, but there's also kids can't afford to decorate their homes. Yes. They don't have homes. There's also a lot of retirees here. There people are who are either snowbirds or people who were snowbirds and then decided to settle here in retirement. So there's really not a lot of like young, modern, contemporary, colorful design. Like maximalism is not really going to sell well fine here, you know which i get like I, I guess but it is really frustrating though to feel like you cannot find decor anywhere it's know. you know what it is tell me it's, tell the, me. it's the triangle thing we talk about this all the time. Uh, everything in everything in your life can be broken down into a triangle and we're it, gonna I, mickey's gonna explain it it's the pick two thing so like with our decor situation we can find something that's affordable we could Find something that's like colorful and exciting, or we can find something that's like available in person. But you only get but two. You cannot have you cannot, all three. Because you can't have all three. No. So it, it rarely really is it 
two of the three. Even no. sometimes it's just mostly one. it's just one. <laughs> but it's just, mostly it's just one. It's just really frustrating because I would love to be able to go to Home Goods and like like people talk about the Home Goods stools a lot. Are you aware? I'm, I'm generally. Yeah, kind of like aware. vaguely aware. Yeah, you know who Car Joy is, obviously. But yeah, the home goods stools thing is like such a TikTok moment yeah. right now, where like you can buy a stool at Home Goods that looks like a bagel, or like they had one that looked oh, like a stack yeah, no, of Oreos we don't, a while ago. We don't have ago. no bakery here. No, no, not at our Home Goods. There used to be like a strawberry one for a while. Mm-hmm. But also, okay, can we talk about the other thing with this that irritates me is that I did find a strawberry at Home Goods one time, uh, and I the, stu- a strawberry stool. stool? I didn't buy it because it's not really like my thing. Like I do think totally, it's fun, totally. but it's not my particular type of loud. Yeah. But also, even if I did want it, guess how much it costs? At Home Goods here, it probably was like $120. And it was seventy nine ninety nine for a stool. Like also their stuff is not that well made. No. That's what irritates me. I like I just like hello. I remember when I found this thing at Home Goods. I sent you a Snapchat and I was like, oh my God. Like, it's our palette. Um, it's a palette. And I was so excited about it, but I looked at it and it was like $49.99. And this is like wicker patio for like this, this is, is not like it's not is, bad. But it's like, not if like this high was quality. Outside, yeah, no. Oh, this, this would, would be ruined by the, the Arizona up. summer in like 10 minutes. In like 10 minutes. Yeah. I just don't understand why it's also expensive. <sighs> it and also boring. How can, yeah, like, how can stuff be so boring and so expensive at the same time? I don't know. It's like you it's, enlightened it's, me to that one. What's that one grocery store now, too, with the cucumbers? Air One. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, How did stuff get so expensive overnight? Because it's, the, okay, so this is another interesting part of this conversation, actually. That, okay. was, that was a fantastic dovetail, and I don't know Dovetails if you meant away. to do that. But. I didn't. <laughs> we just find Air it along one, the way. Air One is this ridiculously pretentious grocery store, mostly in California, LA, probably. Oh, we don't have them here. Where, like, the meme is how expensive everything of course. is. There's a series on TikTok that we've been watching of somebody saying, guess the price of this thing at Air One. And it was a, a quarter of a pie, and it was $42. <laughs> just like what the fuck like what right? ingredients are you putting in there literally they'll sell these like uh like these sparkling waters yeah they're called like orabora and they're like 12.99 oh, per that is a good I, that word <laughs> to get stuck in my mouth orabora i know right i'm not even gonna say it because if i say it it's game <laughs> over for you but yeah so like that's sort of the vibe of air one yeah and there is a lot of conversation about like why does this exist yeah right? why does this exist and to me, I think a lot of it comes down to the conversation around social capital and power. Oh, is this the episode for that? I think we're going to talk about that on its whole own separate I episode. Because that's, that's a, I could talk about that oh, for incredible. hours. That's, that's going to be a good episode. <laughs> I think that's a separate topic. Yes. Okay. But um, this idea that we're flaunting wealth by buying needlessly expensive things oh, yes. is integral to well, like the survival of capitalism. Yes. And we talk about it too when the rich, ha- what the haves and the haves nots and like rich people have yes. this aesthetic because that's what they can yes. afford. That, that is like the things that poor people can afford. Yes. But now when poor people are doing it. So I'm hoping yes. my hope in this yeah. is that as with everything, especially two things like it's cyclical, cyclical and it's so very fast, fast now. because of online shopping. Um, yeah. Maybe rich people will like color stuff again and then mm-hmm. us poor people will mm-hmm. get it again too. Like can the peasants have some like <laughs> if I'm going to work my factory job can i at least have some color when i go home please (laughs) like that would be very nice yeah so like this is the thing that happens is that before finding beige devoid of color and personality home decor was not really that accessible it was something you had to have custom made um and so it was a way for celebrities and rich people and you know the elite to to flaunt the wealth that they had because they could you know custom order uh, a bespoke coffee table oh the big giant circle beds that are like yep 
coming yep. to mind. Yeah, yeah, that's like weird and and very architectural and like yes. not designed for people to actually live there, right? Like Kim Kardashian's house comes to mind, where like her sink is just a slab of stone that's leaned towards no. the drain yes. and like not very functional at all. It doesn't really seem like it really lends itself no. to like can't set your toothbrush on that. No, exactly. But it looks good, you know. Yeah. And she had to custom order this giant slab of like marble or travertine and have it custom installed. Yeah. And so it's this way to sort of flaunt how expensive your home is, yeah. you know? But because obviously we do the thing where we imitate what the like elites and like the people in power have now sad beige everything is sort of filtered its way it's yeah. like that scene of devil Wears prada and she's like it trickled on down through the department stores like oh this yes is that. the, the blue yes, yes yes it's not cerulean it's beige that's trickled its way yes. down into the bargain bins around the corner it didn't trickle down either it came down like a goddamn <laughs> monsoon in the summer and so i'm hoping that that will mean kim kardashian will be really frustrated by people imitating her design aesthetic and they'll start leaning into maximalism and like almost like the sort of like the french revolution where everything was like gilded and disgusting and like grossly ordain or um ornate i might have a counterpoint to that actually oh no what? and i don't think it would ever actually come from kim because mm -hmm. i think kim inherently is kind of like not like a mean way but like the uh, i was gonna use a comic book term but i'm not gonna actually so i will say uh -huh. in here uh -huh. that her she kind of does the Oh, I guess Chloe or Courtney are, does it too. Like whoever I'm dating is what. So I think as long you, as is Kim, it the Bella from Twilight thing? What? I don't have a personality except for the people that I'm around. That's my personality. Yes. Yeah. So I think otherwise. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think. Well, I think. I don't think that would ever come from her at least. Okay. I think she actually enjoys her. Fair. Well, I don't know though, because a lot of the design choices that were made for her house were when she was married to Kanye. So it's entirely possible that that could change, right? Possible. Also, you can't change my mind. Because also, too, this is the thing that the Kardashians do where they change their minds about aesthetics um, at the drop of a hat and then of just, course. like, run with it. I would, too. And gaslight everybody into thinking that that was what they believed all along, right? Like, when you when you look at a before and girl, after, girl for example. Treatment. Yes. When you look at a before and after of, like, just her cosmetic surgery okay. uh, procedures from, like, when she was early famous when she was yeah. like paris hilton's friend yeah to now the difference is obvious like the woman has had plastic surgery many times probably of course uh, but she just like refuses to acknowledge that and she says this is what my body has looked like the entire time oh the thing you're telling me about with north i think or like not looking like yes yeah the, there was a picture never that even... somebody posted of kim as a child yeah next to a photo of north and kim has like a very similar chin and eyebrows like the yeah. the brow line yeah, and yeah. stuff um but that's not what kim kardashian looks like now that's crazy north looks like she's not related to kim but not because she got i mean she is like a look-alike for kanye to be fair yeah um but she just doesn't look like kim because kim's had so much cosmetic yes. surgery probably that she doesn't really look like her childhood self also to be a little sad clear they come up so much because they're the queens of capitalism so like yes this yeah. is why also like but like like it or not whether you're a kardashian fan or not they are very much trendsetters for a lot of god the, damn yeah um, unfortunately yeah like it's just that's the way that it is yeah um but anyways i think her uh aesthetic will change probably like yeah. i really don't doubt that there'll be like a shift that happens um, i would be so curious with that and like, we just don't address it i'd be so curious because even like the clothing and stuff though like because mm -hmm. skims and the court uh chloe or like the line of whatever the fuck good american the no, or that's Chloe's. What yeah. is what is the new one that everyone was like? Why? With the skin? No, thing? the someone else is starting a clothing one. Kylie? Kendall? No, Ki Kylie. Yeah, Kylie was starting. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, Kylie's uh, had a clothing but line. Like, it's like you get black, white, and beige. Yes. So like it yeah. seeps over into clothing too. Okay, but also in the early or like mid-2000s, like when you and I were middle uh -huh. school and high schoolers, the Kardashian sisters had a clothing line with fucking JCPenney that was like zebra print and bright colors. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's, really? that's what I'm saying. They're This is also why they come up so hold often. Up, hold up. I didn't know that. It's because they are so incredibly adept or like gifted at shifting Changing. their brand aesthetic so when and they start having color then we know we'll get color co colors coming soon so it's like uh like a barometer yes okay so when but they're really good at shifting their brand identity and just being like we don't know what you're talking about i had no idea that never they happened stuff in jc pennies yes i guess they were just starting out a little fledgling mm -hmm. oh my goodness well in um dash boutique they had like a whole What's series dash boutique baby you have to know what dash boutique is they <laughs> that we've talked about this before I'm sure we have. It was, a, just it was a clothing store that the sisters all owned together. It was, was like their original venture. They had brick and mortar stores, but it was like a boutique situation where it was like a, you know, they, they opened multiple fair, locations. I didn't get out much then. That's fair. They opened multiple locations. It was the the focal point of a lot of the early spinoffs, like um, Chloe and Courtney Take Miami. Um, <sighs> there was a lot of uh, talk about like who's supposed to be responsible for hiring people for Dash and who's doing this and blah, blah, blah. And like somebody has to manage the girls at Dash. It was like a whole thing. Also, no shame, no nothing. Um, because I think I do, I do respect Chloe. Yeah. Um, but her being like, I can't possibly do a podcast. <laughs> like she said, it's entirely too much work. It's in too much. It's too much. I can't do it. Whatever. I and we're both just sitting. I understand, obviously, of course. <laughs> we're both just sitting here like, damn, we like like do this shit almost for free. And like she's like, I couldn't. Can you imagine how much oh, money? How she much could, money? I know. Uh, for an ad on one of hers? Oh I don't my think god. About it, it'll make that could sad. pay for oh. But, oh. but anyways yes. um they've done this several times is what i'm saying that like reinventing their brand identity and yeah. just making their appearance completely different than it was five years ago i had no idea and then just like nobody notices like we just don't address it damn they're the masters at that yeah we they're should like get into brand chameleons we should get into designing stuff you want to design home decor i have a feeling it's really hard i don't think i'd want to do home decor you want to design clothing yeah, let's do it that's even harder <laughs> we make like funny merch we make funny. You make funny. Merch. Let's be real. You make funny merch. <laughs> I just go, I go, damn, pumpkin. That shit looks good as fuck. Thank you. Yeah, you do. That's yeah. true. Anytime that we try to venture outside of the like meme merch world, though, I get stuck. Like designing uh, actually artistic clothing is really hard. hard. But also, too, as long as we can print and stuff the way you no. want. Yeah, I can't like, we're yeah. not out here doing a Teddy Fresh situation. What else? As much as I would love to. Do you have any think. other examples from that show of that couple? The thing that comes to mind for me is the Christmas ornaments, the Christmas or the oh. Studio McGee flocked Christmas ornaments. Okay. They're like velvet. How much were those? Did we ever get a price on those? Let me look. Yeah. Okay. So these are being resold on Mercari. So these are, this is a, a set of 11 velvet ornaments. These aren't the Studio McGee ones. They're from Threshold. Oh, wait, these might be the Studio McGee ones actually, because they partner with Target. How much? On Mercari, which is a resale so, site, in case you didn't know. So people are buying these. They're they're Ray they Dunning. sold out really fast. They're Ray Dunning these. Yeah. Um, these are being sold as a set of 11 for $68.59. Are you kidding me? It's a set of 11 velvet ornaments. Read me the colors. Beige, white, or cream, probably. Cream. Like a sage green, and like a chocolate brown. So cool. So everything can blend into your tree. Yes. That also is the thing that bugs the shit out of me. Yeah. Is like also like just let Christmas be 
Colorful and fun. Literally. I don't also, understand. The other thing about this actually that I think is worth discussing well, then we um, should discuss it. is the crossover here between uh Fundy Land and the Sad oh. Beige Everything. I mean, because they are they're both it's a Mormon couple, correct? Yes. I mean their house I'm pretty sure they're Mormon. They're, yeah. They're from it's from Utah. All of that Utah <laughs> you can just well, tell the houses from Utah look like they're from Yes, they do. They have a look. Um but they are very big fans like the fundy world are very big fans of this like sad beige everything so much so that it leeches its way into things like kids birthday parties for example i will never forget the beige balloon arch that somebody put up for their child's first birthday baby was dressed in an oatmeal onesie um and they got a smash cake that was like white and brown what's a smash cake you don't know what smash cakes are? No. For first Tell birthdays. Me. First birthdays. Um, people, cake you can. Yeah. So because obviously babies don't know how to use a spoon or fork. So it's it's like fun um, to let your baby like, mm. you know, smash up the cake and whatever. So people will order like of for course. a kid's birthday party. They'll order a little baby cake. That's the smash cake. For them to, okay. And some people will do a photo shoot out of it where you like you set your kid in a photo yeah, backdrop. Okay. And they smash the I didn't cake. realize it had a name. Yeah. I yeah. was thinking like a smash burger where they're like making no, the cake and then they're like. No, no. Um, so, yeah, they have like the regular yeah. cake for all the grownups to eat. And then they have the smash cake for the baby but there was this uh woman who did a beige balloon arch and then sat her baby in an oatmeal onesie and gave it a, a like a beige and brown fucking birthday cake wow like also also babies to, can't see color right well or they can so their like vision develops as they're like very young yeah. so they can't necessarily see a lot of color i don't think but they do benefit from high contrast imagery of course um which is why you'll see a lot of baby books like the cardboard or like foldy baby books that are made of uh like black and white images because that's easy for their little eyes to oh, perceive okay but the thing is that it's very stimulating for them it's mentally yeah. stimulating it's good for their little brains to chew on and developmentally it's very important for yeah. them to have stimuli visually so it's even affecting our health it's, <laughs> it's not even good for our health i know that you're memeing but like for real it is actually like I was kind of for serious oh, okay <laughs> no, nah, I was memeing a little bit. Okay. I was kidding. It is kind of like yeah. cruel, I think, to to force your children to participate in your design aesthetic because, also pet, like, yeah. Also, pets too. Doggies, puppers can't see. Yes, dogs have a very limited range of color, yeah. so mostly what they can see are blues and yellows. Um, so like red and green, for example, they can't distinguish between those two. Yeah. So if you throw like a red ball into green grass, your dog's gonna have a really hard time finding it visually. Totally. Granted, dogs do a lot of searching with scent or their their nose, but more than they do their I've eyes. Seen but it. I've seen it more still, than once. Still, um, yeah, you should be ideally buying your pets things that are blue and yellow or your your dogs, anyways, because it's yeah. like visually stimulating yeah. for them. Dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, this is the other thing about it that really bothers me, though, me, is that me. parents do this to their kids where, like, you're not allowed to have colorful Christmas, right? You're not allowed to have a, a Christmas tree with loud handmade ornaments that are, like, shoddily made by a the kindergartner because it doesn't the... fit with my aesthetic. Oh, that sucks. I mean, it's like our none of the handmade. Our home is a showroom. Ugh. You're not allowed to have your like Barbie dream house uh, that's like pink and fluorescent and whatever. You can have this wood kitchen set from uh, Stella oh, and whatever I have the fuck seen that. that's fuck like me. beige and light pink, right? You can have God. like the beige and blush pink kitchen set, just... but you can't have the red and orange and yellow and blue and colorful one. I just. It's sad. It's, it's such fucking a bummer. Mean. It's, it's such mean. A bu can you imagine that kid going to school and like painting something and like using only like yes browns yes and... that's so sad uh, we're also like a kid wanting a toy and like seeing a thing that's like really fun and cool and being like you yeah. can't have that because it'll make my house ugly uh, hello that's such a bummer <laughs> also no no fridge about? art yes that's depressing as fuck that's sad damn that is really i'm not sad. saying that like kids should you know 
be the center of the world or whatever. No. Obviously, I think people should be allowed to have their own choices about their aesthetics. Us. I know yeah. we're not even people who like have our own kids or want kids. But like, I think just thinking back about my own childhood, if of my course. mom had told me you're not allowed to have that or like, you know, for all of my parents faults and foibles, they were pretty enthusiastic about oh, allowing doing crafts on all kinds of fucking well and they allowed shit. us yeah. to express ourselves like i my bedroom went through several iterations yeah one of which was this like really bright pink color of course. and my mom sat with me with these little foam um stencil it was like a, a flower stencil oh, yeah. and so we put acrylic paint on these little flowers and we stamped the entire uh crown molding of this That's huge so bedroom you. with like giant vaulted ceilings yeah. by the way my mom got up on a ladder and helped me like put these yeah. little flowers in this room and like she just did that because i wanted to like my parents were like i okay. know <laughs> they're sure. always game your parents are yeah. always game for some shit yeah. like that yeah i wanted to paint my bedroom in high school like this terrifically depressing blood red color and my parents were like have at it, kiddo. You've always had, you, you, you were born, time. you were born this way. Yeah. But yeah. like, I just thinking back, if my mom had told me or my dad had told me that doesn't fit with our aesthetic. So you can have like yeah. oatmeal or cream. I would have uh, been so sad. Yeah. Well, like I had the, I had the color, like, the, the fan, fuck? the fan with all the colors on yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I love that. Oh. But like, wouldn't that have been so sad if your parents were like, we're getting rid of this because it no. makes our house like not look expensive. I wonder too. If this has anything to do with family vlogging and stuff, too, because you want your house to always be camera ready. And, oh, did I hit a nail on the head? I got the yeah. the tip of approval. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Tell me, what do you think about that? Well, or... I think a lot of it is because it's the, like, consumption thing, right? Okay. Oh, yeah, Our of house course. is not for us to live in. It's for it to be viewed by others, yeah. right? Like, I think even people who aren't family vloggers, obviously, which is, like, a lot of people. Obviously, yeah. Um, the idea that you could post, you know, pictures of your kids playing in the living room on Instagram and your living room is perfectly manicured and everything coordinates. got to make sure it looks good for the gram. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like the Your thing life where is a showroom. our life is designed to be consumed by other people on yeah. the internet more so than it is for us to be lived. Dude. Oh, also, sad. we haven't got to can we talk about that schedule. That schedule. Oh, for, the family vlogging thing. Yeah. Yeah. Casey Davis oh, made a TikTok talking about that was awful. a family vlogging schedule that Taking they a break. Uh huh. They were going to Disney World for vacation and they wanted their kids to have a light work day or something. And they had Excel spreadsheet. We don't even make With Excel videos. spreadsheets. No. And I thought we were professionals. I know. Yeah. I think it really just puts into perspective how militant the family vlogging thing is. Yeah. Casey talks about it in her TikTok. I'll link it below if I can find it. She talks about how people's perspective of family vlogging sometimes is that these people are just living their lives. You know, they're just living their lives and just they happen to be filming things as it's happening. And that's not true. That was my impression. Honest to God. That's Honestly, not fucking true. I was like, oh, they really are just vlogging. Like mm. they're just out here. No. Like. No. Because also keep in mind, if you and I tried to daily vlog our regular ass lives. It's a mess. But also, there's not really content there. That's what I always wonder, too. Like, what, like, I, I'm, sitting, mm -hmm. I'm sitting at my computer for eight hours. I'm probably going to work on a video. I'm going to work on some music. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm going to play some video games. I'm going to stare at my games. phone. Yeah. yeah. That's not interesting to watch. So what ends up happening you guys do watch is that. that we schedule out activities and we schedule in things to be that interesting exciting. content. Yeah. And then you put your kids uh, in front of the camera and you make them perform God. how excited they are Poor to be going to the zoo. Kids. Yeah. Oh my God. We're making a craft. Smile for the camera. No, no. Start over so that I can catch you starting the craft from the beginning. I didn't it's know. creepy. Also, I didn't know Vlogmas was a thing. That What? That can't be true. I'm dead fucking I used to serious. watch Vlogmas back in the day. I didn't know it was a thing. I thought these families just posted that much. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Some people do now. Daily vlogging is like kind of a thing now. Just like year round. 
But uh, yeah, Vlogmas is like such I a no, I, like absolutely no idea. Yeah, I feel like especially being a content creator now, so much of my Where innocence is- has been robbed of me because every time I see like Vlogmas happening, even when it's not like exploitative, yeah, family vlogging, I'm like, yeah, that's a cash grab. <laughs> that's oh. that's all for money. Like I know that you're just farming AdSense for the month of December, I, and I respect it. I of do, course, of course. But also like. You didn't this, just have a spontaneous desire to drive to Joshua Tree. You went for content. I just don't understand. Because <laughs> we've had that conversation, too, about, like, filming and stuff while we're on vacation or, like, doing yeah, things or whatever. and we never but do. But it just, it always just ultimately kind of feels like it, like, takes away from it a little bit. Yes. Or, like, a lot of it, I guess. Well, and you know what's funny is Tell that me. in the last couple of years, I, because I'm trying to, like, be better at being an influencer. We try right? really hard. Well, Mickey <laughs> tries really hard. I really I have had my rise and fall with <laughs> social media, and I think I am just not built That's quite not that way. True. I'm not not built for it, I but. Think you just like it in a very particular way. I like it in a very particular way. But even when we do go on vacation and I yeah. try to film stuff and with the intent of maybe turning it into content later, yeah. it never works because just putting together like a perfectly manicured TikTok requires so much time and attention. Yes. You can't just like off the cuff film a few clips here and there unless you're really dedicated to like the editing process, which let's be honest, I'm not. I think it's harder to edit stuff on TikTok than it it, like is. I will. I need my mouse and my keyboard. Yes. I don't know how like seriously so much respect. Oh, I know. To creators. With like the that, transitions? That edit video you oh, showed me the other day. Oh my god! Yeah, I had a newfound level of appreciation. Yeah, because also a lot of these people are doing this for free. Yes. Like I don't like transitions are an art form. I they're so hard. Yeah, like that's like some professional quality ass shit. Yes. And like people are just giving it away for free. Like I know. It's so it sucks. Like um, that's a lot of work. But yeah, I even when we try to film stuff on vacation and things, I just don't have a desire <laughs> to like step out of the moment for long yeah. enough to think about like is this going to be a good shot that i can put in something later or like whatever like i just don't like it i don't like it. it's not fun that's for like me. gives it, like i can't imagine having a schedule no. at disneyland already no. like also disneyland with kids already is oh. like living life on hard mode oh let alone we took filming. our nephew to a museum a couple museums and we were like oh, never again never again maybe that was the I, wrong space for it well, but, but yeah also, not a museum but like a like it was, interactive yeah, it was like stuff. a kid's thing to be clear but i think that was also a defining moment for us in our child free by choice journey that we were like wow i don't like this at we all burnt their tongue on tatey tots oh, well and then like taking a kid to because we took i mean we'll just talk like we took it to the the miniature Them. museum Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. It's a ticket. <laughs> I didn't. A little gremlin. They were at that age. They were a little gremlin. No, no. I, never mind. It was, that was a vocal tick, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> I would never refer to a person as an it, by I the way. I know you wouldn't. I just thought it was... My words got stuck and it came go, out go, as go. it. But anyways, because I was going to say their name and I was like, don't do that. Yeah. And there's an I in their name. And uh, so it came out as like, whatever. Good catch. That was a good say. That was actually really soft. I'm sorry <laughs> for calling you. it out now. No, it's okay. We took them to the miniature museum, which is like for kids. It's for adults too, but like there's yeah. interactive things for kids to do there. And the entire time, first of all, this child was fixated on one exhibit that had trains in it, which honestly, understandable. I get that. Understandable. <laughs> as people who now are as a Putz family, yeah, understandable. I get it. Um, and so we had a really hard time moving through this place because this child just wanted to watch the trains for the entire time. We stood and watched these trains for like 20 minutes and we were like, we got to go, man. And then after we had finally moved on from this fixation with the trains, cause also we were like just teetering on this side of a meltdown the whole um, time. to get away from the trains. And then we became fixated on the fire alarm. 
and like really wanting to pull the oh fire alarm. God, and I was I like, about that's that. not fucking funny. That's not funny. part of the exhibit. And this child thought it was hilarious that we were terrified that they were going to pull the fire alarm. Kids are... And my stress level was just out of this world. Cortisol. And so I remember at the end of that visit, you and I on the drive home, we were like, you know, <laughs> find a way. Maybe. At that point, it was find a way. <laughs> yeah. So I think but that was also a transformative moment for us. But I just don't see. It's just scary. I don't understand. Can you guys, if you have children, can you please put in the comments, please illuminate for me. Like, how do you handle transition with kids? Because they don't take it well. What you do you know, mean? or like, like transitioning from activity to activity. Oh, kids like will really yeah, hyper no, fixate on something, and no they have a hard time with like um, leaving the playground. For example, is like the, this is like the quintessential example oh, of how kids those, yeah. kids don't transition from one activity to the next very easily. Yeah, and you as the adult, your job is to set boundaries around like we're not going to be at the park all well, day. You know, I'd like to think we handle some of that because I think like you transitioning out of bed in the morning. Like that's a rough one and you going to sleep at night you know i just gentle parent you through it and we yeah no we for get sure through it um i don't want to hear it from i like you. i feed you you're my little <laughs> my little gamer my gamer you... boyfriend yesterday i just brought snacks <laughs> and i said true. i said punky would you like anything else that here's a little pizza here's some true. potassios you know we i just... asked you for those things first of all you i offered to, you those things you to, i was i asked for the no, pistachios Yes, I did. The pistachios, yes. The pizza was definitely... <laughs> you said, I'm going to make myself a pizza. Do you want one? And I said, yeah. I never told the big dog story, but I guess you did it for me. I did. I did. That was mortifying. I talked about it on the stream. I'll link the stream that I talked about it uh, in the description if you guys want to hear about Aaron's very embarrassing moment at Chipotle. Yeah. We kind of started talking about capitalism, all beige, everything, and then we, we somehow the accidentally The last five minutes really rabbit, ta rabbit trailed, but it's fine. But I think you guys honestly probably got the point. Yeah, you get it. Oh, anyways, what I was saying before you interrupted me and tried to throw shade at me. Um, Transitioning activities. Yeah. If you have kids, how do you handle that? Like for real, can somebody please explain to me how you like deal with kids having meltdowns about transitioning? Oh, so from stressful. thing to thing because i just don't get it like it seems impossible it's just like it seems like there's no good way to reason with a toddler no i don't know if they're I, I, there do can't they be. just have meltdowns all the time and if so are you okay it's probably like, toddlers are you okay? <laughs> I, I am sending you so much love if you're having a toddler have a meltdown if just you're raising every a child time. at any age honestly so much love <sighs> That, that too, but toddlers especially because they're not in control of their own emotions yet. At least a teenager, I'm not quite sure some adults are either. So. But at least a teenager, you can sit down. They have the cognitive ability to be like, that's fair. hey, like this was not cool. I know that you felt that way, but you can't. Because we yeah, talked about this before. Yeah, um, yeah. That I love little babies when they're like a little earthworm. Yes. They're just so freaking cute. And I love them. They're and then worms, when yes. they're like teenagers, I also love that because they're like becoming it's, people it's the, and I'm on the precipice so excited. Of life. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, I just want to talk to you. I'm you like, have no idea what, what to do you think you. about everything. Yeah. Yes. But the in-between stress. Not for me. All stress. Honestly, totally agree. I totally just agree. don't understand it. And it's very confusing to me. I... Like developmentally, like from like what their brain is doing. I get that. But well, like that's understandable. in yeah. real time, like actually relating to a small child. So basically there's just like 10 years of their formative years. <laughs> You're just like, I don't want any part of Which that. Which is why I was like, we shouldn't have kids. <laughs> I the know. The whole like child rearing part of this is like really not for me. Like, can you just pop them out as like little teenagers? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you can do that. I mean, you can be a foster parent or no, like, yes, you know, adopted teenager for yes. sure. But, you know, that's like a conversation for a different day. Conversation for another day. Yeah. I think that's a nice place to wrap up the All episode, right, honestly, because we sort of lost it at the end there. We Sorry. did sort of lose it at the end. But thank you guys for being part of the journey. We always yeah. appreciate it. Um, Hopefully 
if you're still watching by this point, you're one of the fellow neurodivergent people who just enjoys our conversations that kind of meander. We're just kind of here in the background for you, honestly. Listen, we try really hard to keep it together. We do. Um, but this is also just the way that we are. And you we've know? had a lot of stuff, like not talking to you yes. guys. Like We've had a I lot know. of stuff. I know. There's all kinds it's of stuff brewing in here. here. It's all up here. It's it's just going to spew out. Yeah. Quickly, slowly. Sometimes you don't know what speed. Thanks for coming. Uh, if Thank you like you. the video, uh, like the video. And, you can and subscribe. Subscribe. Um, and then uh, that's it. We love you the most. And we'll see you for the next one. Bye. Bye.